It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome inside episode 704 of the Locked On Senators Podcast. I'm Ross Levitan on the outskirts of enemy territory in Winnipeg, Manitoba. Alongside Brandon Piller up in the Blue Mountains, and we are recapping a one-and-one weekend where the Senators fell miserably in Detroit and then bounced back in front of a packed barn at the CTC, beating the Buffalo Sabres 3-1. to And this week, the NHL will select one player to represent their squad from each team to go to the All-Star game in Florida. Who should it be for the Sens? And Sens prospects are in action. It's quarterfinal Monday at the World Juniors. All of it is brought to you by Farm to Fork. Visit farm2forkdelivery.ca today and taste the Farm to Fork difference. You will never go back to grocery store meats. This is the Locked On Senators podcast. It's your team every day. Your Locked On Senators, your daily podcast on the Ottawa Senators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Jake Sanderson, and you're listening to Locked On Senators Podcast. I'm Tim Stützle, and you're listening to the Locked On Senators Podcast. Thank you for making Locked On Senators your first listen on this Monday, January 2nd of 2023. It's the first show of the new year, and the Sens have kicked it off right. If you want to start the new year off right, make sure you're subscribed to Locked On Senators wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube, where we want you to hit that notification bell so you know when new episodes go live, including the postcast, which you could have heard last night. The boys were buzzing after a 3-1 win over Buffalo, where Jake Lucini scores Ooh. his first National Hockey League goal in only his fifth game. Great moment for the kid. Absolutely, yeah. 27 years old and gets first career goal on the power play. Game winner at home. How are you? Even Ross, his parents came all the way from Trail, B.C., to be there as they've been following him uh, for a couple of games and they got to witness that moment. So just awesome for the kid. And then you get up, <laughs> the kid, exactly, Tim Stutzla calling Jake Lucini a kid when he's seven years uh, his senior is pretty funny. Uh, but Tim Stutzla, I mean, this guy's been scoring goals in the NHL for a while here. He gets two in last night's game. So he's got a bit of a veteran presence to himself on this young team. Even 23-year-old Brady Kachuk goes, yeah, when, when you see guys score their first, it brings you back to your first. Like, just yeah. all the implications of, of how this guy's an up-and-coming young man. Uh, but at 27, he looks awesome. And away from the puck, he looked really good all night long. So super impressive uh, to see him take a step in his career in the right direction. Did you see? I think it was actually on the Saturday game. But they had a little... Um, a little aside where, you know, yeah. his dad and Ray Ferraro went to the Little League World Series together. That's a cool connection. I, I mean, it doesn't surprise me at all, Ross. I've been to Trail BC, very small community. So uh, everyone that's from there, they all band together and I'm sure they're all great friends. But that is a great connection there. Go Smokies, the Trail Smoke Eaters. I'm glad you brought up Tim Stutzla. His two goals has now put him back at a point-per-game pace throughout the season. He's on a five-game point streak in which he's got four goals, two assists, good for six points as well. And that was after going three straight games without a goal, without a point, rather. So good to see him back in the point column. Brady Kachuk hit two posts in the first period as well. But 
This one really was a team effort. The penalty kill was great. The five on three they killed off at the end of the first period. The power play gets a goal for the first time in three games. And you get your top guys being just that. The goggles. Drum roll, please, Pilsy. Claude Giroux gets them for the first time all season. His 10th multi-point game with the Ottawa Senators. And I just simply tweeted out, Claude Giroux is an Ottawa Senator. It still feels surreal. The, the way that like Shane Pinto sits next to him in the locker room, if you haven't seen the video yet, he's just looking at him in awe. Like it, It's super cool. I know Pinto grew up a, a, a Penguins fan, so I'm sure that he was cheering <laughs> against Giroux at times. But he's uh, seen him a lot. Earlier in his career, that playoff series 2012 was still one of the best ever where neither goalie could stop a beach ball, but that's <laughs> it right there. However, it just, you could tell the respect that he has in the room and to bring it, giving it to him, I think is just the cherry on top. Of course, we're going to touch on um, Kevin Weeks during the pod in Sensland a little bit. And it, it kind of is unrelated, but is it unrelated to Alex to and a potential extension? We'll get into that. However, Dabrinkit just looks like he's at home here now. And I love to see it. So Claude Giroux deservingly with the goggles after this game. I really thought it was going to Jake Lucchini, but I mean, that's the thing. There's so there's so many worthy uh, candidates. Oh, yeah, that's true. I guess he did get it uh, earlier on his first NHL game. So that's fair. Claude Giroux never getting them yet is uh, surprising. So I'm glad he, he got the goggles here. And it's one of those where like Jake Lucchini – got them five games ago, and then at least to bring it made note. You know, yeah. he's like, you know where you snap it around a little bit? You're like, hey, PK was great. Hey, Luch, mm-hmm. your first goal. Hey, Forsberg, nice saves, but... I got to give it to Claude, yeah. <laughs> we're, going, we're going with G, G Money uh, as well. So, yeah, absolutely love to see G. He looks awesome. Told everyone to have a beer. He's, he's just the team dad. He's, I mean, this might... I'm not even going to say it's hyperbole. He's the closest that the Ottawa Senators have had to Daniel Alfredson since he left. Yeah, I mean, that's fair, especially with the roster that this team has put together since Alfie left. But the style they play, too. Like, yeah. not the tallest guys. I think they're both probably 5'11", 6 feet tall. But they play big. They're always making contact on the forecheck. They're good playmakers, but they can also hammer the puck. That slap shot Drew took on the breakaway was mm-hmm. like Alfie-esque where he, the, the the sticks hitting the rafters on the way up. Like, I just, he's not Daniel Alfredson, obviously, but there's a lot of similarities, I see, to how they are on the ice. The other guy who I've compared him to before, probably a more, like, fair and realistic comparison, is Joe Pavelski, who just re-upped in Dallas yeah. for one more year, where it's like, yeah, they're doing all this mentorship on the team, but then they're backing it up themselves because they're still an all-star level player. But is he the team's all-star, Pilsy? We're going to get to that in the next segment. I already said we have to tease the Elliott Freeman segment. But, Pilsy, where should people go if they want to hear more about last night's game? Well, you got to go to the postcast at the Locked On Senators YouTube channel, guys. The postcast is its a labor of love for us. We love doing it because it's just imagine after the game, we all head to the same bar have a beer and chat about the game. That's the vibes of the postcast, especially when the Ottawa Senators get wins. It's good vibes, and it's brought to you by our friends at Glebe Central Pub. We can't thank them enough. So next time the Ottawa Senators play a game and you're thinking, oh, I want to I chat about this game with some Sens fans, easy. Go to the Locked On Senators YouTube channel for the postcast. Oh, coming up next, we already mentioned it. We're getting into some rumors 
caused by one Kevin Weeks. We are keeping our eye on, as he would say. Keep your eye on it. We're going we're gonna to keep our ears to it next here. You're listening to Locked On Senators. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends over at Farm to Fork. It's the presenting sponsor for this episode, and we love them for a good reason, guys. They are a premium meat and seafood delivery service. If you live in Ottawa, Montreal, or the GTA, they can deliver right to your door. It's easy. Just a couple of clicks, and you can have good steaks, chicken, pork, wild-caught seafood. Ross is looking through the website right now if you're watching on YouTube. Ross, those Angus beef burgers look unreal to me. I love me some Angus meat. And hey, get some chicken. I also love some chicken. You guys know that. But the reason we love Farm to Fork is because all their meats are fresh. They're flash frozen right after being cut. So you know that it's fresher than any grocery store meat will ever be just sitting out there for who knows how long. And I love it because each item is individually vacuum sealed. So if you're only want one steak, the girlfriend or wife is out or the kids aren't around and it's just you, you can just have one or a buddy comes over, you need two, it's easy. And they deliver right to your door with just a couple clicks. So guys, you got to go to the website farm2forkdelivery.ca and use our promo code ZUB15 for 15% off. That's Z-U-B-15 for 15% off. Guys, you got to check them out. Farm to Fork. Taste the Farm to Fork difference. You will never go back to grocery store meats. What's up, guys? Trey Matthews of Locked on Devils here. And let me tell you about Discover Debit Cash Back. Wings for the game? Boom, cash back. New lucky jersey? Boom, cash back. Even a last-minute ice run could score you some cash back when you use your debit card. And yes, we said debit card. With Discover Cash Back Debit, Everyone can earn cash back on everyday purchases. Look in sports, it's hard to predict who's taking the W, but you know what's a guaranteed win? Discover cash back debit. Oh, and did I mention there are no fees, period? I'm telling you, this one is a real game changer. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank member FDIC. All right, Pilsy. Kevin Weeks, eh? Love stirring the pot. Yeah, I mean, it's usually stirring the pot in a way that Sens fans are hoping for. So that's exciting, at least. I still have my eye on the Alex DeBrinkett extension that we were told. We we all got our eyes still on that one. Was coming. Before we get into exactly what Kevin Weeks said, the Ottawa Senators have made a roster move. Jacob Bernard Docker has been reassigned. To Belleville, which means yeah, Eric Brandstrom looks like he's going to return to the lineup. But were you surprised that this is the route they they decided to go? I feel like this tweet was a, a panic ensuing tweet for Ottawa Senators fans. A lot of quote tweets being like, "What the heck is going on?" But for me, what this means is yes, Eric Brandstrom is ready. He was taken off the IR. He did take part in warmups last night. It was a game time decision. They decided not to go with them. I think he's ready. I think going up against the Columbus Blue Jackets is a good way to get back into the lineup. And I anticipate, Ross, that JBD, that's just a paper transaction as 
the Ottawa Senators, they don't play much this week, so maybe they're just going to hold him up here until until they're able to play later on. But I, I don't think this should be something where Sens fans are, are freaking out here. Like it's, I, I don't think it's as big a deal as people are making here. Did you mean to say they're going to hold him down there until 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 the end of the week? They're going to hold him down there because Nick Holden's going to play in that spot. Oh, that was not a pun intended uh, choice of words there. I don't even know what I'm saying half the time, Ross. <laughs> great, great. Hey, make sure you listen every day. Bills, you know. <laughs> uh, but JBD did play the least he's played all season in a game last night, which I think is noteworthy. Only 16 shifts, 12 minutes and 49 seconds. He played 14-17 against Detroit, and that's way down from playing 22-28 against Washington, of course, the common denominator there or the moment that happened is Artem Zub comes yes. back from injury. All of a sudden, he's not needed on the penalty kill, and then you get pushed down the lineup. So I'm curious because we could see it as a paper transaction, but I could also see it as, you know, Nick Holden the last five games has probably been the best he's been all year. Now, is that bar very high? No. Would I still like to prefer uh, Jacob Bernard Docker? Yes, but... I can also see the coach being like, hey, I'm not sure I want uh, JBD and Branstrom on a pair together. And that's kind of like, look at how he's how he's had Sanderson with Hamnick all, all year long. I do yeah. still think he wants Eric Branstrom, even though I do think the confidence is growing between the coach and Eric Branstrom. I still think he probably wants a veteran on the other side. We're going to see. It's going to be something we can monitor all weekend, all week long as the Senators have a light week, as you alluded to hosting Columbus on Tuesday. And then they're off until Saturday night when they host the Seattle Kraken. So I feel like this has been a team that's been traveling around a lot. I know they had the Christmas break for three days, maybe, well, four because of the postponed game. But even that postponed game was the second half of back-to-back. So yeah, I think it'll be good for the guys to have only one game in the next five days and just focus on, and it's against a team you have to beat. What, what did we say last night? They're Can't lose game. A 2-11-1. On Columbus the road. Group. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so you got to win that one. So we'll, exactly. we'll be but I, if I had to guess, I think that tomorrow we see Branstrom and Holden as the bottom pair. And I think they've been a good bottom pair. And even Branstrom uh, mentioned he likes playing with Holden. I mean, what's, what's he going to say? He doesn't like playing with Holden. But still, it's uh, it's good to note. And their Corsi numbers have been decent. I think in that role of a bottom pair, they do a good job. So I don't mind that at all. And uh yeah, we'll we'll keep an eye on what happens to JBD. I, I'm just thinking, don't don't panic here, guys. So after Kevin Weeks set Twitter ablaze at the start of the season, was it even? Yeah, the regular season had started, right? For to bring it, yeah, yeah, the season had started. It was like the first couple games or something. It was early on though when he tweeted the first one. It was early, so it said that Ottawa was actively trying to sign him to an extension. Which okay, yeah, like we we know that. But, like, is it imminent? Are we keeping both eyes on it? How active? How active are it? So, yeah, how active? Let's pull up the tweet here. Kevin Weeks on Twitter. Beauty, by the way. Former NHL goalie. Of course, we love Weeks. The hashtag goalie-friendly show. This is the exact quote. Keep an eye on, I'm told, at Senators are actively, actively seeking a trade of D. Zaitsev. They've granted permission to his representatives to speak with clubs. My understanding is Sens willing to move high draft pick, or a prospect to accommodate trade. Now, there's a lot to unpack here, including what's considered a high draft pick, because if it's for a team, then wouldn't like one, two, and three be a high draft pick? 
But if it's in the league, then you're probably looking at first, if not second rounder. So I'm, I'm curious what a high draft pick means, Pilsy, because we kind of heard high draft pick thrown around with the Matt Murray thing, and that ended up being a third and a fifth. I think, yeah, and the Leafs fans thought they were getting Ridley Gregg. Um, (laughs) but the interesting thing here is, and Ross, I'm just on cap friendly right now, because I think you need to start deciding with Nikita Zaitsev. What we're trying to tie together here with Kevin Weeks' two tweets is the Alex Dabrinkit extension likely hinges on moving Nikita Zaitsev's money. That's what we're getting at here. But I I don't think it should, because as of right now, I know they have other fish to fry this summer in terms of, of having Pinto signed. And, and getting that all taken care of and, and needing to re-sign at least a goalie, if not Cam Talbot, yeah. someone else. But they do have $16 million in cap space for next year right now. And that's including 6.4 allotted to Alex Dabrinkit, where his cap hit is right now, right? He's an RFA, so it kind of like holds, or does it? E- even still, even if it doesn't, you, ha- you have enough money that if you wanted to sign him to extension, you'd have to make other moves, but it wouldn't have to be now. The only reason why it would be imminent now is if they're hoping to add a player right now. Yeah, I I think it's still it still matters for the for the cap structure moving forward here. E- even though there's only one year of uh, Zaitsev's contract here, but I- I'm looking at a buyout option for Nikita Zaitsev, and with the signing bonus, it only ends up saving you eight hundred and thirty three thousand dollars if you buy out Nikita Zaitsev. So. Right. The buyout option doesn't make sense anymore. I think if they were going to go that route, they would have done it earlier. But that's the thing. Now you got to decide, are high draft picks worth more or less than 833000 Because that because you could just buy them out and be done with it. But I, I don't think that's the route they're going anymore. They're trying to move him. And I don't know what to do with Zaitsev here. Because one year left on his deal, and he's not playing atrociously anymore. It doesn't seem as pressing to do anything at all costs to get rid of him. Right, and I, I'll agree with that. But what I would look to is the summer, where he's due a $2 million signing bonus. Mm-hmm. I truly believe that after that's paid, you'll be able to move him at a decent price for $2.5 million for one year. Yeah. Give up a third or a fourth and just be like, take him. It's all good for 2.5 for one year. Yeah. I don't think that. But what's the prospect? Like, are you looking at Jarventi or Sokolov? Or is it like um, a guy who, ha- like a, a Latimer? Like, like what kind of prospect? And shout out Carson Latimer, friend of our show. And that's no disrespect because if he's going to be thrown into a trade, it means the team wants him. But that team wants him in the dub. I think his numbers are going to pop, by the way. Not oh, to yeah. Get too much. Yeah, Carson Latimer has been traded to the Winnipeg Ice. So I'll have some boots on the ground reports for him. Uh, now, if they trade for Austin Chuck, I'll actually go to a bunch of games. Is that easy? Hey, Jim, <laughs> get him and I'll go. Um, but no, get to get back to Nikita Zaitsev, I, I just don't see what the rush is right now. I, I really don't. Yeah, I, I think Dorian just wants to clean things up because there are big, big contracts coming up to Brinkett, Pinto, Cam Talbot, or another goalie like you alluded to. So it is going to be interesting. And Tim Stutzler comes off that entry-level deal. That's an $8 million raise approximately. So things things are changing for the Sens here. But yeah, I, I think earlier that was our big thing is we got to find a way to get rid of Zaitsev. But now, especially with the Sens not really in the playoff race like we had hoped they would be, it's not as pressing to me here. 
Yeah, exactly. But hey, we'll keep our eye on it, okay, Weeksy? Let us know when anything develops there with Alex Debrinka. This is what he does in his pictures. Keep an eye on it. Keep an eye. But we do love Weeksy. It's, uh, we're just awesome. having some fun with him because, of course, the Alex Debrinka one hasn't materialized yet, although he looks more and more comfortable. And just to finish this conversation, do you think the Sens can maybe, or or maybe this comes from Debrinka's side, where he sees how long it took him to get comfortable, because you can tell he is that now. But at the start of the year, when he's missing all these shots, like I wonder if he's like, hey, this makes me want to change teams again a bit less. Yeah, I think definitely it, I'm leaning towards him wanting to stay. Like, I think he fits in this core perfectly. He has a young family, just had a kid. Him and his wife now uh, moved to Ottawa. Like, I'm, I'm sure they don't want to uproot things here. Ottawa is a great place to live. I think, I think they can get something done. It's it's just a matter of can they agree on a dollar and term. And when you have a guy like Alex Debrinket playing like he is and fitting on a line with Batherson and Pinto, and we'll see what happens when Norris gets back into the mix. You got to keep him. I liked seeing. Um, obviously, the Sens were on their way back from Detroit during New Year's, but. We saw on social media Debrinket's wife and uh, Brady Kachuk's fiance uh, taking some some photos for the Instagram. So Brady's uh, fiance, uh, Emma, I believe her name is, doing her part in making sure the Debrinkets feel at home. So hey, anything to push the cat back to re-signing. This is a show that will not say the words trade Debrinket at any cost. I think that might be the worst take going this year on hockey Twitter because that guy, you trade him, all of a sudden you need him. Once again, like this guy is such a stud. Yeah, I mean, who in the right minds would trade a pro- uh, player in his prime scoring 40-plus goals? Oh, yeah, the Chicago Blackhawks didn't do that. Uh, Yikes. The Ottawa Senators will not be doing that in my opinion. Hope or should not. not. Jeez. Your, your mic will be fine, but I do want everyone to know we are recording early today uh, because Pilsy's going to get a brand-new laptop. We're going to make sure that uh, the microphone is as perfect hoping that that fixes it yeah it for the most part it's been good but then there's just this like one or two lines where it just doesn't work so we're gonna make sure and your verbal meme you're gonna be the or verbal gif i'm even gonna go further you're the parks and rec um the guy with the mustache i'm blanking on his name but where Nick he Offerman, just, yeah offer grabs his computer and just walks outside he like gets an email he doesn't like he just grabs his computer walks outside and throws it in the dumpster that's what we're doing with your old one that'll be me if the ottawa senators trade alex to bring it and i see that tweet immediate laptop smash all right coming up we're gonna touch on who the senators all-star should be and what should the viewing schedule be for you today at the world juniors when it comes to the world of sense prospects all that is next you're listening to locked on senators Today's episode is brought to you by the Glebe Central Pub. Our friends at the Glebe Central Pub are in the heart of the Glebe at 779 Bank Street. They've got the postcast on lockdown all season long, and we want to give them some love here as well. Drink specials, cha-ching, yes, check. Great food, absolutely. And how about a send shuttle to and from the games? You can go to GlebeCentralPub.com and see when they are running, but when they do, it's $15. I know they've got one this upcoming Saturday against the Seattle Kraken. Ross, so I've got the schedule here if you want to update the people. Let's go. So, yes, as Ross mentioned, the 7th up against the Kraken. The 18th up against the Penguins. That'll be a oh. good one. Ross, your Winnipeg Jets are in town January 21st. They got a shuttle for that. They got a shuttle for the Islanders game. And 
This is going to be a packed bus, so get your tickets early on the 28th of January, the Montreal Canadiens. Oh, boy. That's going to be a fun one. The Habs, by the way, embarrassed on and off the ice yesterday. But we'll leave it there. The Glebe Central Pub is in the heart of the Glebe. You're among friends at the Glebe Central Pub. So check them out at 779 Bank Street. And make sure you tell them that Locked On Senators sent you. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Pilsy, all-star weekend. I think the NHL has officially declared that all-star weekends will only be played in warm weather. (laughs) Well, I heard uh, Elliot Friedman on 32 Thoughts. They were talking about how the general managers and the league got together and they're they're starting to form this idea that they only want to do all-star games in desirable cities. So that it entices players to actually go to them and not have guys be like, well, I mean, this is a week off. I'd rather go on vacation with my family. Go ahead and suspend me two games if you want. I don't care. I don't want to go to this event. So they're thinking of holding them. I think Friedman said there was like 12 cities where they're it's going to rotate between those 12 cities. I don't know how I feel about it. I'm kind of mixed feelings about it. But the All-Star game is uh, it's interesting because I, I feel like you can't avoid it. Like you can't just scrap it. That would be a disaster, but also it, they haven't quite found out the proper formula for it yet. Right. But kids are the ones that love going to those. That's events. the thing you need to remember. It's about it. Well, it's about the sponsors. You, it's a, it's a business. It's about the sponsors and it's about the kids. So for, for the old uh, NHL hockey fans that are like, ah, these damn skills competition, they're making a mockery of the game and et cetera. It's not for you, and that's okay. Not everything is for everyone. <laughs> Just like Mike Harrington, Buffalo beat reporter, deciding that it's an embarrassment to the league that Ottawa has a DJ playing at intermission in the stadium. Go home, Mike. You're drunk. <laughs> yeah. like it, that is That entertainment might not be for you, but there are kids and younger people that maybe are into that. So that's the thing to understand with the All-Star game here as it's in Florida this year. Yes, the All-Star Game or Weekend will be taking place February 3rd and 4th in Sunrise, Florida. Uh, My mixed feelings on this are that the Ottawa All-Star Game was electric. It was was amazing. It was such a fun experience having at the casino the draft where everyone was screaming at Phil Kessel. Brendan Shanahan told me to stop screaming, Kessel. I told him, what are you going to do, suspend me? That was back when he was... uh, you know, running the player safety. I was wearing my, my black heritage jersey with a blazer on top. Talk about um, interesting move. Is that a formal sends formal, something like that. We could make yeah. work, but uh, no, it was a, a great weekend. So it's unfortunate that you know, if you're going to want to go to an All Star game, you better get your tickets south. Maybe make a family trip out of it if you want. But yeah, it's been what Tampa, San Jose, Vegas, Vegas. Florida. Yeah, 
Yeah. Are you okay. noticing a trend here? Yeah. <laughs> I am. So who is it for you that would represent the Ottawa Senators? Because we we know every team gets one, and then there's going to be fan voting. So will Artem Zub make the All-Star game? We're going to have the uh, the full court press on for that. But who is your deserving number one candidate for the Sens this year? Well, just for clarity's sake, last year, Drake Batherson was the Senators' All-Star, but Aaron Dell, bad Ooh. teammate, bad guy, injured him in a non-hockey play. I don't even know what he's thinking. He's just a complete brickhead. He's got nothing up there. Just bad, bad guy, bad player, but what a joke he is. <laughs> yeah, that describes the Aaron Dell experience. Um, so Batherson got hurt. He was not able to go. Brady Kachuk took his place. For me, Ross... This is such an easy, easy answer. The Ottawa Senators 2023 NHL All-Star player should be Tim Stutzla. Oh, you think so? Absolutely, yeah. Who who is a better representative of this team's up-and-coming skill and what this team is trying to do than Tim Stutzla? In my mind, there's not a better option. That's, that's fair. I'm going Brady Kachuk, though, the captain. I mean, he represents a team. He wears the letter. Yeah. His brother, will he be there with Florida, in Florida, in his home rink? I just – and I know this would be Brady's third All-Star game, second where he's uh, voted – or wait, first one he was a late addition too, right, in St. Yeah. Louis. Yeah, he was. Yeah, someone got injured and he he got brought in. But I get it. Brady is the face of this franchise, but he's he doesn't have those all-star skills that really pop in the way I think the league is trying to make this game shine and obviously that's not me trying to disrespect Brady Kachuk he leads the team in points he's led the team in points uh, a couple of years here and he is the captain and he is the heart and soul of this team but I just think Tim Stutzla is much more set up for what this event is trying to be that's fair. I mean, he would obviously have more success in like the breakaway contest. That- That's the thing, right? Like, like I, I'm not sure what contest you put Brady in. Maybe crash the crease. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the the UFC skills competition after, or I don't know what. But uh, yeah, I, it's it's Timmy for me, no question. I'm sure he'd do one. He'd do well on the target shooting. I mean, I but- think that's what he did uh, last he year when he went. He or did, the, the did he do the jack uh, blackjack thing? The one outside. Yeah, at the Blasio. He didn't, do well. He didn't yeah. do well. And and that's the thing. Like I, I I want Brady to do well in the areas that he can do well. I feel like Timmy can shine better. Hey, can it, can we also give a dark horse each? Yeah, go for it. Oh, Giroux. I knew that's gonna be your dark horse. Absolutely, yeah. Dude, like, come on. My my dark horse then will be Alex Rinkin. I mean, this guy, like, talk about, uh, I want to see him gain some confidence in his shooting. Get him doing the target shooting and let him rip those uh, targets off and have him coming back feeling good about himself. So, I, for, yeah, for me, it's Tim Stutzler or Alex Rinkin. Claude Giroux was the uh, NHL All-Star MVP last year. Remember that? True. Yeah, true. He's a five-time NHL All-Star. And, and if we're going dark, dark horse, Cam Talbot was also an all-star last year. But yeah, he, that, yeah. that wouldn't be my guy. But just look at all the all-stars this team has to offer. Drake Batherson, another guy. Like, there are so many options here. Yeah, no, it's really good to see. But when it comes to uh, to Giroux, how about a little extra je ne sais pas with uh, the Florida Panthers offering him a one-by-one? Ah, nice. Yeah, I like that. 
going back to sunrise, feeling good. You'd get the the kids having a good time. We know his, his children love the game. So I think it would be kind of cool if Claude Giroux could find his way. Maybe that's who we fan vote in because Zoo, yeah. like it'd be fun and everything. But I think Giroux, it's like it's fun, but it's also like it makes sense a bit more. Agreed. Yeah. And, and just having Giroux represent the Ottawa Senators in every opportunity and facet he can sign me up for that. This jersey right here, I'm sending in next week. I'm getting Giroux on the back. I need it. It's this guy is he is Ottawa. It's awesome to see. Um, so let us know in the comments who you think the Senators should have as their all star representative. I've got Brady Kachuk. Pilsy has Tim Stutzla. And we are putting the full court fan press on when that voting comes out for Claude Giroux to go down to sunrise with his family and show the cats what they're missing as the Senators have now jumped the Florida Panthers in the standings. But now let's turn our attention to the World Juniors where it's quarterfinal Monday and game one is already underway. Pilsy, I know that you're keeping keeping an eye on. I know you're keeping an eye on Austria versus Latvia right now in the relegation round, but the actual quarterfinals begin at 11 a.m. Eastern and it's Finland, Sweden. Like, talk about no yeah. love lost when these two teams get together. Throw out the standings. I love it. So Oscar Pedersen will be involved in that game. The Finns have struggled all tournament. I think that's an easy win for Sweden. Then Thomas Hamara and the Czechia will take on Switzerland. Then Tyler Boucher at 4 o'clock will take on Germany with Team USA. And the nightcap at 6.30 Eastern is Canada versus Slovakia. So all four sends prospects in four different games at the quarterfinals. So you're guaranteed. Oh, no, not guaranteed. They're all favorites. I was going to say guaranteed to have two, but that's not how that works. Yeah, that's going to be zero. Uh, but I like how they're all separate. No, no head to head just yet. Yeah, that's nice for sure. And uh, all of these, like, like you said, there are teams where it's obvious favorites, but other than maybe USA, Germany, I wouldn't say any of these are slam dunk. The favorites are going to win these. Like we've had some major upsets in this tournament so far. And the teams that are kind of usually on the lower tiers, they've been putting up big battles, even in the games that they don't necessarily win. So I think it's going to be interesting. Canada, Slovakia, I'm going to be definitely tuning into that one as there's no sense game on tonight. Yes, and no sense game until tomorrow. And we'll be back for a preview of that on tomorrow's show so we've got a busy weekend that we recap but now you look at the standings and i mean they're kind of right where they were at the start of it but the florida panthers have just been in full free fall mode right now but it's going to be a fun week to track here as the senators continue a four game homestand their next three are at home all against winnable teams columbus seattle and then nashville so i mean this can be a great week and we'll be back tomorrow to break it all down pilsy any final thoughts on today's show? Final thoughts is one more topic that uh, we teased in the postcast. I feel like we should get to the OV goal versus LOSP episodes. You want to tee that one up for people? Yeah, someone just asked in the chat. They said, who's going to get to 895 first, which would be one more than Gretzky has for the all-time goals lead? Is it going to be Ovechkin or are we going to get to that many episodes? Today was 704. I'm, I'm going to go with us. Yeah, just because we're, we're Ovi can't score goals in the offseason, unfortunately. But here's the <laughs> caveat. We do, well, no, I was going to say, yeah, no, no, no. We do an episode a day. Ovi can score three goals in one game. 
Yeah. And then as take a did. Yeah, 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 as he just did up against uh, our friends down the road in uh, Montreal. So this is going to be an interesting race. This is the race everyone is tuned into. Can Obi get to 895 before the Locked On Senders podcast gets to 895 episodes? The reason why we're able to get to that many episodes is because you, the great listener out there, we posted yesterday uh, our final tally for numbers on the year. And wow. honestly, it's absolutely wild. 1.277 million total views plus downloads. We're pushing that up to 2 million guaranteed in 2023. But hey, the Senators playing the way they are, it certainly makes it a better experience for everyone. But we appreciate everyone who's rode with us, whether it's for one episode or all 328 shows when you include the 89 postcasts that we've done. We appreciate everyone for making us their first listen every day, riding with us through wins, losses, the rebuild, the extended rebuild, but there is light at the end of the tunnel. We haven't even touched on the fact that it's a new year, and in 2023, there will be new ownership for the Ottawa Senders. So stay tuned. Lots to be excited about. We'll get into a game day preview tomorrow. But for today, we say goodbye. For Brandon Piller, I'm Ross Levitan. This has been the Locked On Senators Podcast, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.